So the big question is this. How can runners like you, who aren't professional athletes or paid sponsored runners, avoid injury and increase athletic performance to enjoy running race events for the rest of your life without wasting money on trends or using dangerous painkiller drugs? That is the question. And on hashtag Run Pain Free Podcast, your host, Jessica Marie Rose Leggio, gives you the answers. Hey guys, it is Coach Jessica here from the Run Pain Free Academy and welcome to the Run Pain Free Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. As always, please make sure you're following us at Run Pain Free underscore Academy on Instagram and also at Run Pain Free on Instagram. Make sure you're subscribed to this podcast and save a runner, save an athlete and share it because we are on a mission to help as many of you as possible and that's what we're here to do today. So today is a bit of a doozy. Um, today we're talking about something that's quite important and maybe not talked about enough. And we are talking about what to do if you live in pain. This is a topic that many people in pain won't talk about. They don't want to be looked at as a sickling. They don't want to be judged. And for that reason, they hide it a lot. And so I really, as a person who's done that myself, I really wanted to give a voice to this in a podcast and really allow that space for anybody who listens to this who may feel that this has been them or they can relate to this, give them um, something to lean on and maybe a little bit of insight on how to address it and be that way. So um, if you can relate to this or maybe you've dumbed it down so far you actually don't even realize that you're walking around in pain all day long. I actually can relate to both of those types of people. So being a person who's had health issues since I'm three years old, and and then in my later years getting hit by a truck, um, I've battled health issues my entire life. I've battled being judged by, by my health issues my entire life. I have taken matters into my own hands my entire life. And that's why I sit here and do what I do every day. That is my motivation to help as many people as possible every day. I know what it is to be injured. I know what it is to be in pain. And I know I've only known life with health issues. So when someone like me is coming out and saying, listen, this is correctable, I really want to give you as much information to on my end and what I've gone through because I'm speaking from experience. I'm not just somebody who's gone to school and learned a whole bunch of things in a textbook and took a bunch of tests that say I know what I'm talking about. I've actually lived this. I live it every day. I do what I do every day because it's my life. So I want to give that human side to it as much as possible. And I am an actual expert in this. So I do bring both sides to the table. So. To what does it mean if you live in pain every day? So when you're someone that lives in pain every day, there's a lot of compromise internally that you go through. There's a lot of trade-offs that you do internally, mentally, emotionally all day long just to do like regular daily stuff. And that's a big component of someone who lives in pain every day, if not the biggest component of that. And many of you guys who have like, I don't care how big or how small the pain is, if you're literally having a pain that is with you every day, all day long, it is exhausting 
physically to fight that internally all day long. Like if you're, if you're somebody who's never lived in pain and you're just listening to this podcast because you're interested in it, just think about any time you've ever been like sick or, or had an injury. Imagine that like never going away. That's life every day, all day long. The amount of energy it took you to heal. Think about how tired that made you. That's literally what someone lives with every day, all day long, who lives in pain every day, all day long. And maybe it's something that you actually really are going to have for the rest of your life. Or maybe it's an injury you've just not been able to kick and you've been living in pain for a really long time. Those are two different aspects and I could do completely different podcasts on both of those things. But I really do want to focus in on the emotional, physical and mental aspect of what it does mean to like live in pain because that's a very real thing. Now, can you fix it if you're an injury and it's reoccurring? Yes. Rumpainfreeacademy.com. Sign up. Let's go. But it doesn't take away that you've still been living in pain and it does something to you as a person. And that's what we're going to talk about here. That's what I'm focusing on here. So I just want to make sure that's clear up front. Um, so like when you're someone who's not able to just get up and go anymore, you know, you were able to get up, put your shoes on, foam roll, activate, get out there and go. And all of a sudden you can't do that anymore for whatever reason, whether it's a health ailment or it's an injury for whatever reason, you just can't do that anymore. There's an internal compromise that happens where like, okay, I don't want to walk around bitter, but I'm still pissed that I can't get up and do what I want to do. It's extremely frustrating. Um, and it's not going away tomorrow. It's probably been happening for a few weeks, if not a few months. And now you've succumbed to, okay, this is life now. I'm going to be in pain forever. And this is something that you take on. And if you're somebody like me who doesn't really succumb to pain and injury very easily. Um, you exhaust yourself with fixing it, with addressing it, and you really don't want to talk about it. So you keep it to yourself. That inside internalizing of that level of pain or frustration changes you as a person. Um, and you then really do not talk about it at all. So then now you don't want, cause you don't want to be judged because believe it or not, people judge. <laughs> um, and I'm being facetious saying that because the judging is real. And when you're someone who's hurt or down and out, um, you don't want to be seen as that injured person. You don't want that level of sympathy. Generally, most of us don't want that. Some people do. That's a different mindset. I'm not talking to those people. I'm talking to people who actually don't want to be injured, who don't want to be looked at differently, who don't want to be looked at like a sickling because they have a certain ailment or whatever the case is. And so you start to mitigate like where you go, what you do, who you do it with, who you feel comfortable talking to about it, or you don't feel comfortable talking at all, but you feel comfortable spending time with these types of people and not those types of people. You, you want to run with these people because they run at this pace. You don't have to, you don't have to admit that you can't go your pace anymore because they don't question you. Like there's a lot of managing that goes on just to go out, just to go out and be, to be any somewhat active, or maybe you're completely out and you can't be active at all. So you get very recluse. You go, 
inward and you put up every excuse in the world because you don't want to admit that you're injured because you don't want to be judged. You don't want to be looked at like, oh, the injured one, or they're going to talk about you because everybody and their mother knows better and knows why you shouldn't have been injured in the first place. And you should have did this and you should have did that because everybody knows everything. Um, and so you just don't want to deal with that. So you just lie about everything. You front about everything and yet you're still dealing with you. You're really going inward. You're really mitigating all of this. And then you, you know, you're still living life. You have a job to go to, you have family to be around and you hear everybody's excursions and they're going to here and they're going there and they ran this race and they did this race and they're going to do this workout and they're going to do this sport. And it's really hard for you to, um, be around that. It's hard to be around that. It's hard to see people running when you can't run. It's hard to see people who take it for granted. And that's what I think a lot of people who live in pain don't realize what they're really getting upset about. It's not that people are running around them. It's not that people are doing that sport around them. It's that they're taking it for granted that they can do it. And they take their bodies for granted. And as somebody who's dealt with a plethora of health issues, nothing fires me up like watching somebody self-inflict health issues. Like I will give you every health issue. I'll give you one health issue I have any moment at any day, any time. I'll give it to you. If you want one, I got enough. I can hand them out. So when I see somebody like that has like really good health, has um, good body, has no injuries, and then they're just like self-inflicting um, certain things like, you know, creating health problems for themselves, creating real health issues, creating injuries for themselves. It really fires me up. It really gets me annoyed to watch people do that because the, I know what it is to not have the ability to do that. I know what it is to watch people just get up and go and like totally take, totally take advantage of the fact that they don't have to worry about what they ate this morning. They don't have to worry about that. They don't have to worry about what they're going to eat later later at eight o'clock at night at two in the afternoon. They don't have to worry about that. They don't have to worry about their level of activity. Did they tax themselves this morning because will they have enough energy for later on this evening for what they have planned for this evening? Can they do what they want to do or did work take all of their energy from them because they can't expend themselves anymore now? Like to, you know, I know what that's like. So when I see somebody totally taking advantage of what their body is able to do, and plus I also have an expertise in the body's ability. So I actually know what the body's able to do and how much you're actually trashing it in front of me. It lights me up on fire, literally. And so I understand what I'm frustrated about. And I think a lot of people who are injured or who have health ailments, who have pain, um, that they're probably never gonna get rid of like MS, like, um, autoimmune issues or um, heart issues or which is super common in the running community by the way a lot of your running peers got heart issues you don't know about I'll tell you that right now um, and that's why there's a I'm gonna do a whole podcast on heart training because the true reason you're able to run is how well your heart and your lungs work it's got nothing to do with how you look and that's why this whole thing about whether someone looks like a runner because they're bigger than someone who's super thin is completely BS it's complete BS. It's got nothing to do with it. And um, the truth of the matter is somebody getting really aggravated with someone who's heavier and runs with no problems probably has a health issue that they have to live with every day and it makes them frustrated to see somebody who's bigger than them who doesn't have any health issues. And that's probably where that's coming from. And that's just being real talk and real honest. Okay.
So a part of this podcast is laying it all out there so you can be honest with yourself and start to really realize what you're being frustrated. And you're really not frustrated at somebody who's bigger than you. You're not frustrated at somebody who's thinner than you. You're frustrated that someone is taking advantage of what they have when you don't. That's really what you're frustrated at. And that's real and that's fine because your body's got some issues and no one's had to come over them that I know more than me, but I don't talk about it because I could, I could literally write a book on my health issues, literally. I probably should <laughs> um, because I have every health issue contradicts the other health issue and literally disallows me to live the life I actually want to live. It's how I realized that not all things healthy are made equal, literally. Um, you know, and like there's real there's real things to food and how food can actually, you know, help you or hurt you. Both healthy and unhealthy foods can hurt and help you <laughs> like that's real. So but you have to, I've lived a life like that. So there's really an emotional aspect to living in pain every day. And there's long term effects with that physically, emotionally and mentally. And it begins with first off being honest with yourself and with others. You may not want to tell people stuff, but you need to be telling yourself. You need to get to the real reason why you're getting angry or frustrated at people around you. Um, and it's not because of what they look like. It's not because of what they can do. It's probably because you see them taking advantage of what you can't do. And that's okay. That's okay. I used to sit, um, when you know, in, in, in my moments, when, especially after I got hit by the truck. I was a trainer at Equinox. I'm around everybody tossing weight. And I used to work out with all dudes. And I was known to work out with all guys. And so I could toss that weight around and I could swing those kettlebells like no other. And then all of a sudden I couldn't do it anymore. It was super frustrating to still be in that environment and work with my clients and not be able to do what I was having my clients do. Very frustrating. And I had to eat that all day because I was also the emotional support for them. Yet I had my own stuff going on. So it does, it turns off a sensory in you and it turns off you being sympathetic to yourself. And that really changes you as a person. And so when you look at it that way and then you're like, oh, well, how can I actually address um, myself after all of these years when I've lived in pain for however long I've been living in pain, you first need to be sympathetic to yourself and really allow yourself to be like, I'm just sad that like I'm hurt or you know what I mean? Like it's super emotional and you get to a point where because you don't want anybody around you to treat you differently, you lose sympathy for yourself and you become overly sympathetic to other people and that's misplaced. And that leads to a lot of other things. It leads to a lot of misplaced emotion, a lot of misplaced um, care and a lack of that for yourself. And someone who's in pain needs care. They need self-care. And if you lose that awareness within yourself, you lose the ability to actually care for yourself. And then that just breeds more and more pain, physically and emotionally, literally. And when you get to a place where you're like, why am I being frustrated? Can I actually fix this? It's never going to happen until you're honest with why you're being frustrated. And I'm going to tell you you're frustrated because you're watching people take advantage of their bodies when you can't do that anymore. And then you're like, damn, I took advantage of my body. <laughs> like I remember when I had, I remember life before getting hit by a truck. 
I remember life getting hit before I get hit by a truck. I don't remember what I felt like, that I'll tell you. I know what I did, I know what my body did, but I cannot remember what I felt like. That's real. I never have felt the same post-injury. Now, I'm corrected. I, I started running after my correction. I danced salsa in four-inch heels like no other. Um, all this great stuff post-injury, post 100%, but it doesn't change that my body is totally different now than pre-injury. It's just what it is. Um, am I strong? Yeah. Am I able? 100%. Do I have pain? No. Do I get tweaks and twinges differently? Uh-huh. Am I more scared about things? Uh-huh. Am I more aware of my body? Mm-hmm. A hundred percent. Am I more scared if I feel a twinge in my back? You better believe it. Because I have actual injuries. Am I corrected and strong around them? Yes. But that doesn't mean that I'm just reckless with my body. I now know even more what my body was doing before my injury. And what my body was able to do before my injury. So I take so much different care of it now and I'm super precautious now, very. So it changes you. But I also did a very long time where I lost sympathy for myself because I didn't want to admit I was injured. So I'm the total opposite of what a lot of people in my profession, being a person who is an athletic injury expert, an injury expert, a corrective expert, having worked in PT, PT, having worked as a trainer, like I've my clients that I've gotten, I'm very different than because I actually don't want any of my injuries. And so some people really do identify with their injuries. I've never identified with my injuries. I know by sharing my story, I help people, but I don't look at myself like an injured person and I never will. I'm not going to look at myself as um, a person that's, unable because I'm not do I have restrictions yeah I do but I have figured out a way to work through them get stronger through them and understand my body better through them because my body is my science book and then I've been able to help thousands of people through that and that's what I want to do with these podcasts and with all of my clients has been my mission since day one post-injury I was already doing this before I got into an act before I had the accident before I got hit by the truck I was already doing this I've already had stomach issues since I'm three years old I've already I had an ulcer at 12 years old um, I was very I struggled with a lot of pain in hospitals all growing up because of um, stomach and intestinal issues that were never fitting in anybody's box so nobody could figure it out so I did it by studying biology and nutrition all through my life since I'm 12 and then all through high school all through college post-college continuing education um, so that I do have a new a nutrition digestive um, specialty I have a basic digestive nutrition specialty and I have an exercise science digestive specialty I've had to to be able to fix myself so I can then fix others so there's everything I've had to dig into myself is how I'm able to help so many people but I've lived life that way so I'm never gonna succumb to that kind of stuff you got to be kidding me I there I literally don't know where I would be as a person if I succumbed to one of any of my health ailments really I don't it's just not how I'm how I'm wired. And so I actually get very frustrated when I see people out there taking advantage of their body. But early on, I didn't know that's what I was getting upset with. I was just pissed. And that's internal. 
And then I really realized like, it's just like, wow, like you really have no health issues and you're just creating them like right in front of me. And I really had to stop being around certain people because I just can't do that. When you literally have zero health issues and you're just creating them willingly by your choices, by just choices, it's mind boggling to me because when you know pain and you know what it is to live in pain, you would never do that. You would absolutely never do that. And people who have like legit, you know, health ailments that are lifelong, um, cause I have some of those too, you know, th- you, you just look at it like I would do any, I really would do anything to like not have this, but then there's always a positive side to things, guys. There's a positive side to things. And I'm a self-proclaimed queen of turning a negative into a positive. And I'm a Biggie Smalls fan for life. And I live by turning negatives into positives. I do. Does it mean it's like an easy road? No. Does it mean I don't go through fighting tooth and nail? No. Of course I do. And I get pissed off like anybody else. But you really, there is a positive to this. I've gone through a lot of aches and ailments and pains and health issues that have helped me help so many other people. I've helped thousands of people figure it out. I've caught renal failure before somebody's kidneys have failed. I've reversed type two diabetes. I've helped people with colitis and Crohn's, believe it or not, celiac disease, um, pre and post thyroid cancer, no thyroid from having cancer, hyper hypoactive thyroids, um, intestinal issues, ulcers. I've corrected. I've actually cured my own ulcer where it was not being able to be found anymore, which is an actual hole in your stomach. Um, you know, I've corrected thousands of injuries because of what I've gone through because of what I've gone through. That's a positive. I didn't get $1 from being hit by a truck. The guy didn't even get a ticket, but I have helped thousands of people. And I've said, it's made me a better expert. I'm actually not bitter about it. I'm actually not bitter about it because I've actually helped thousands of people in ways that no one was ever able to help me. And I've dedicated my life to that. And so I really, I really stand tall on that. I I really do. And so I, to live in pain is a constant exhausting experience and it really does weigh on you, but you have to be honest with why you're actually pissed off. You really, you have to be honest about that. And it's because, whether now if you have an injury or something that's reoccurring and nothing that's fixable we can get to that we'll get to that and but that doesn't take away that you've been living with it for a long time and that's emotional and it's exhausting it's exhausting to have a pain in a spot that just doesn't budge just doesn't budge so it's not to dumb it down whether it's like an ailment or it's like a health ailment or it's an injury. They're both very different, but it doesn't change that it's still somebody living in pain all the time. And the constant trade-offs, well, if I do this, then I can't do that because I have to watch how much I, oh, if I do this, if, I, if I'm able to run today, I'm not gonna be able to run tomorrow, so I have to mitigate that and who I run with and how I run with them and who I can tell and who I can't tell. And, oh, I don't wanna go around this person because they're gonna see that I, I don't, I don't want to eat those certain things because that, that might bother me. And then I have to explain myself and I want to explain myself and, um, I need to get rest because I have to rest my body. But then I get called a, a weakling because I'm, I'm calling it a night and I don't really want to do that. And some of these things may sound like really stupid to somebody, but when you're somebody who's actually dealt with this mentally and you manage all this mentally by yourself all day long, it's exhausting. 
it's really exhausting and it starts to change you as a person because you start to just say, oh, forget me. I'm just going to forget me so I don't get judged. I'm just, so I, I stop considering myself and I start just putting myself in positions where I know isn't good for me, but I just can't take the judging anymore. So I'm just going to not do my self-care. I'm going to stop caring about myself, put myself in all of these um situations and um, trips and runs and all this stuff that I shouldn't be doing um, just because I don't want to get judged and I just I'm going to act like everything is fine and I'll use every bit of tape every bit of brace every bit of strap every bit of sh every bit of pill every bit of stability sneaker orthotics um, doctor appointments I'm going to do everything under the sun I'm going to take pain meds just so that nobody bothers me. And that changes you. Because I don't really believe anybody actually wants an injury. I do think people get start to identify with injuries and it's how they get attention and that's one aspect. And it starts to become who they are and they don't know life outside of that. And then there's people who are like more along the lines of like how I think, which is I don't want this, so I don't want to tell anybody anything, so I'm just going to keep it to myself and act like nothing. Um, and... Then there's were times where I was very judged. I was very judged. You couldn't pay me to eat after a certain time in the evening. And that was pretty much since I was 12 years old on up all the way till I was 28, um, 27 maybe. Uh, and, um, and there was always snickering and laughing or making comments. And it was like real for me. like. It really dictated my life, how I ate, when I ate, what I ate. And I really had to manage that. And no one around me had to do that in their teenage years and, and 20s. Like, no one had to do that. that that's something, you know, that's nobody understood. But older people, like my mom understood and my mom's age group understood and like my grandparents understood. But like, none of my friends understood that. None of my coworkers understood that. Um, going out, like being in corporate America and having to go for a luncheon with all the executives and like, I couldn't eat at these re fancy restaurants and like freaking out about what this, what was in this food that I didn't know that I couldn't eat because of my intestines and my ulcer. Like <laughs> it was a, it, it was a lot. So you don't go into social gatherings. You don't, you just become very singular and like, you just won't do it to yourself it's a lot because then you get looked at like the person who doesn't want to do anything, who doesn't want to go out. Um, I didn't go out from the time I was maybe 20 to 28. I didn't go out for eight years. And if I went out, it was very much um, like for like a minute and be and back um, because I just didn't want, I needed to manage myself and I didn't want to be judged. And so you start to, you know, that's, that's like, you know, those are your living it up years. You know what I mean? And so that's just one portion of something I could share with you of what it's about to like, just not be able to that, that you have to really manage that emotionally, mentally, and then it messes with you emotionally. Um, and that's, you know, that, that, that's the whole aspect of this. And so once you get to the honesty part, you'll start to address the emotional care that you've lacked giving yourself. And then, you know, you're your biggest factor on getting better or not. Literally, you are. So everything is manageable. Everything is manageable. Maybe you need to change your environment. Maybe the people around you aren't behooving you. Maybe they're not. 
Maybe you, they're not supportive. And I mean, and I have that, I've had that too. There's people very close to me that I, you know, you need to like mitigate because you need certain levels of support to get through health ailments and injuries and whatnot. So people can't just understand it. It's nothing against them. They just can't understand it because they've never been through it. They just don't get it. And that's fine. And trying to make somebody understand an injury and an ailment who's never had it is literally like talking to a wall. You're really lucky if you get to be around somebody who has any sympathy for it, who has never experienced anything like that. It's really tough. It's tough. And I also manage that as well. I'm like, well, they don't know. So like, I don't want to say anything because I don't want to be a sickling. I don't want to be a bother. I don't want to be a burden. You know, you don't want to be a burden. So like, you don't want to say anything. Um, and, uh, but then they still, you know, someone can actually, sometimes people will, will, will impress you and, and really surprise you that they actually do understand that they don't understand and they respect it, but they still want to be supportive, you know? But that becomes with you getting okay with your injury and your ailment yourself. Once you get to a place of like, okay, I have this. If it's an injury, I'm gonna follow Jessica and fix it, sidebar. If it's a health ailment, let me figure out a way to get to the best, most optimal place I can be because I want to be. You are your biggest factor whether you're gonna get better or not, period. But you have to be honest with whatever it is that you have, whether it's fixable or not, and then what you have control over and what you don't. Because there's always levels of what we can control. I have health issues that I'll have forever. There's certain things that I can control and certain things I can't. I'm gonna work on what I can control to the best of my ability and get it to wherever I can so that I have as much control over that. That's me taking control and being in charge of how much I can get better or not. That's me taking control of that because I wanna be better. So really there, there is a, a part of you that has to see that and get to that place. And once you're in that place, you will see there is a light at the end of the tunnel. It's a long road. I'm not gonna lie to you about that. It is a road, it is a process, but there is a light at the end of the, at the, end of the tunnel. And that's how you're going to change your life for the better, is by taking all of these things you've been given for whatever reason, you have the health ailment or the injury, whatever that is, and taking it and being like, okay, this is a negative. I can change this into a positive. One way or another, there is a way for you to change it into a positive, but you have to get to that honest space with yourself about why you're angry about it, why you're fighting it, so that you can actually address it to get back to getting sympathy with yourself, within yourself, because that's okay. And then once you're able to do that, you can actually take that negative thing and that negative ailment or injury and use it as being like, you know what, if I didn't have this, I wouldn't have been able to see it this way. I wouldn't be able to see that I actually am strong enough to actually change it, take control of it and not let it rule me. And I can actually dictate it and I can manage and I can steer this. You know, you'll, you'll be able to see that you actually have more control over your body than you probably been led to believe otherwise. There's a lot of things that people really start to get led and misled, I should say, that they don't have control over it and it's just what life is now. Bullshit, not the case. I'm not listening to that at all, not at all. I'm going to figure out a way for me to manage and get as optimal as I possibly can be one way or another. And we all have setbacks and you always are you know, managing stuff and there's gonna be tired days and you're gonna be exhausted on some days, especially if it's something that you live with forever. 
that you I don't have a it's like it's something that you're gonna have forever no matter what you're gonna have those days but when you actually get to a place where you're sympathetic with yourself you'll be like you know what today I just don't have it I need to rest today I need to rest I need to let my body recoup I need to give myself a rest day and I need to sleep and I need to just take the day off you'll be able to do that more so than being like ah oh, you know I can't take this day off I gotta do this I gotta do that and my body hurts and I don't feel good and blah 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 no nope because you're only human and if you don't take care of your body and you've got some things that create a deficit in you you have to refuel a little bit differently than the person who doesn't have any problems you have to care for your body a little bit differently than a person who doesn't have any problems you have to respect your body in a way that someone who doesn't have any problems doesn't and that's really hard to do it's really hard to watch somebody disrespect their body when you respect your body so much that you're giving it so much attention internally and you watch somebody give it no attention and disrespect their body and you're like and you can just do whatever you want you can just go out and run as long as you want with no problems you can go and do whatever you want on a drop of a hat with no problems and you don't even know what you have it's really tough to do that I'm not gonna tell you it's not it's really tough and I have my days I really do but you're you're misplacing you just caring for yourself honestly that's really all you're doing and that's just coming from a personal experience and somebody who's an expert in injuries and health issues to an extent so like you really have to that's misplaced it's misplaced anger are not that you're not angry at that because you are because I am at times too but the levels that people get angry at that or like start to judge somebody else and they say oh you shouldn't be able to what you know you shouldn't be able to do that that's not right for you to say that you don't have that right you don't have that right you're just pissed because you can't do it at the end of the day cuz i get mad too but it's not the other person that you're mad at it's really your body and you got to have a conversation with your body you got to have a conversation with yourself and just accept that you have whatever you have and you have to make it as best as you possibly can. It's got nothing to do with anybody else. It really doesn't. And if it makes you sad, then let it make you sad because all anger is is misplaced sadness. So like if it makes you sad, just, you know, maybe you need to learn how to be sad. I speak from experience on that too. Um I I don't want to succumb to stuff. So I'm not going to sit there and oh woe is me is not going to be me. You're never going to find me oh woe is me. You'll find me hype and like angry and stuff, but I'm never going to be an oh woe is me person. But I find motivation through um like sadly like being angry like I can I can find my way angrily through it and like fight through it. That's who I am. You may take a different route, which is fine. I'm just sharing my my side of it on a personal note because I'm giving you a personal and an expert um in both both sides on this podcast. So that's just the way I do it, but you know, you really have to get when you really start to lack sympathy for yourself, you are unable to care for yourself and that's self-care. And if you stop caring for yourself, you can't give your body the respect that it needs to get better and then you lose all ability to get better and you are the reason whether you're going to get better or not. It's your mindset and It's not to say that you don't have these pains and these ailments. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that your mindset will literally allow you to get better or not in whatever level or facet that you're able to do that in. Your mindset dictates that. And it's okay if you need to take a rest day 
to get better. It's okay if you need to pull back to get better. It's okay. You just have to do more stuff for your body than the average person does, and that's annoying, and I get that. But as long as you're focused on you and not everybody else, you'll get better in some way, shape, or form. But you have to get there honestly within yourself. So I really hope that this podcast gave you some information, maybe some insight. If you don't have pains you live with every day, maybe someone you know does, and maybe you have a little bit more consideration to them, maybe more sympathy to them. Um, it's, it's a lot to take a negative and turn it into a positive. It takes you being honest with yourself, regardless of what you tell people around you, regardless of what you tell people around you, it's what you tell yourself. And that's how you take a negative and take it into a positive. It's actions that you're going to take. It's not just a whole lot of talk to a whole lot of people. It's honestly not share with what you want to share with, with who you want to share it with, but what you tell yourself is the law. That's what's going to dictate how you respond and how you act. And that's how you're able to take a negative into a positive. And that's really what I enforce. It's what I promote. It's what I personally do, what I want to give all of my clients, everybody that I reach and touch and speak to. There's always a way to find out whatever you have, you can make better on some level. And I hope that this podcast helped you figure out that you can figure out a way to do that by figuring out where you're really getting annoyed and how much exhaustion there comes with trying to figure out how to live in pain. There, there's a way for you to actually come out of that in some way, shape or form in a positive way. I hope you all have a great day. If you know somebody who's in pain, be nice to them, <laughs> show support. If you're in pain, you can figure it out. There is a way to get through it. If it's an injury, you're already on the right podcast because we'll figure it out and fix it right quick. And if it's an ailment, there is more control that you have over your body than you've been led to believe. I promise you that the body is amazing if you just give it what it needs to take that negative into a positive. Have an awesome day, guys. You're listening to the Run Pain-Free Podcast, brought to you by the Run Pain-Free Academy, featuring biomechanics, athletic injury correction, and conditioning expert, Jessica Marie Rose Leggio. If you enjoyed today's show, please head over to iTunes, give us a rating, and leave a review. 